Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. And so today, you guys, we have the honor and privilege from hearing from one of my favorite people. She's an elder in this church, and she has a testimony that will have you rolling one, but then seeing the goodness of God and his faithfulness, too. So, Miss Eileen, would you come up here? Do you want to be on the floor, or do you want to be on stage? You want to be on the floor? Hey, Macy. Macy. She wants to be on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So, Miss Eileen, we love you very much. She's going to be talking about prayer. Are you hugging? Oh, thank you. (laughs) She's going to be talking about prayer. So, I just encourage you this morning to really lean into what she has to say. God has truly gifted her um, with the ability to pray, but also to teach others how to do so. So, be excited and expectant. Amen? Amen. I'm going to have to put my glasses on because I cried. Don't do close-ups of me, please. I'm not sure what my lipstick's doing, and my eyeliner's all gone. That song, that last song, I'll tell you, that's why we can pray. It's because of what he did on that cross for us. That's why we praise his name, and that was just so wonderful. It really, it tied into everything. Some of you know my testimony. I was raised in a Christian home, went to church, didn't know anything, really. I was in church my whole life, went to Christian school. Uh, Prayer was another area we just didn't do a lot of. Uh, My parents, I'm sure they prayed. I never heard them. We prayed for our meals, but I never knew a life of prayer. I do know that I'm a product of prayer. I know that my mother was a prayer warrior. Her name is Naomi. She's in heaven now. But she prayed for me. Um, I was born with a spirit of rebellion in me. I don't know where it came from. But I just never wanted to do right, even as a young child. And like I said, I was raised in a Christian home. Where did I get that? Where did I get that demeanor? to always want to go the opposite way. And my mom saw that. And when I got older, it became very apparent that I was headed in the wrong direction. But she was never moved. She prayed. She believed God for my return. And I just want to encourage you today, for those of you that are praying for loved ones. You're praying for situations to change. Don't be discouraged. I was a 20-year project, and I'm here. I'm here today. So, hallelujah. Keep praying. Jesus said, keep praying, keep knocking, keep seeking, and you will have it. So, what is prayer? It's conversation with God. 
Can you have a relationship with someone if you never talk to them? I don't think so. Talking to God is an honor and a privilege. And that was given to us. I know in the Old Testament, you know, Moses, Abraham, they all talked to God. But not the same degree we have. I think about when God created Adam. And Adam is communing with God. They're in the garden, in the cool of the evening. God shows up. Hey, Adam, what's going on? I'm naming all the animals for you, Lord. But could you tell me about roaches? Why are they here? Just explain their purpose to me. But it was that relationship that God wanted with us, that he had with Adam. Adam had the same authority. He had, this, he had everything that God had. And he gave it up. I think about the Old Testament. How many of you have read Leviticus? Okay, do you even understand it? And it's all those sacrifices. Okay, I love animals. There is no way I could go through all that carnage. Killing my lamb I raised, killing a bird. But that's what you had to do. All those sacrifices. All the blood. But in order for God to even have a relationship that was required. So here comes Jesus. Prayer. When Jesus showed up on the scene, the first thing he had to do was be baptized by John the Baptist. And he was praying. You know, Jesus prayed. He prayed a lot. I didn't have them put verses on the screen because I want us to look them up together. I think we kind of get into that, that attitude. Oh, it's on the screen and I'm not going to look it up. So I want us to look it up together. Jesus prayed. So we're going to go to Matthew 14, 23. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there all alone. So he had to get away. You know, he had to get away from the drama. I, I want to say this was um, when he fed the 5,000. And he wanted to just fellowship with the Lord. You know, Jesus came here in the form of man. His supernatural powers were in heaven. So how did he operate the way he did? The miracles fellowshipping with the Father, and he got filled with the Holy Spirit. And what he was trying to show his disciples is what I have, you can have too. So he left. He went and prayed. He had to pray and talk to the Father. And of course, when he did that, the disciples got in trouble. You know, they're in the boat. They're far away from land. Here comes a wind. And I know they're thinking, okay, Jesus, really? You're praying all the time, but here we are in the middle of the lake, and where are you praying? But he shows up. About 3 o'clock in the morning, he shows up. And he tells them, don't be afraid, take courage. 
Then Peter wants to walk out on the water. Jesus says, come. And you know, they're watching this going, wow. How does he do all this? Peter comes, and then he got scared because he saw the strong wind and the rains. And Jesus said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. And the disciples worshipped him and said, you really are the Son of God. They still didn't understand the mission, but they knew who they were with. Mark 14, we're still, I'm sorry, yeah, Mark 14, we're going to turn over there, 32 through 36, this is Gethsemane, they went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter and James and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What a prayer. So the disciples, they've been walking with Jesus now for three years. They've seen unbelievable things. And they knew he was doing something different. So he asked them, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray. So we all know the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus was showing them how to pray, not just to recite that prayer. There was a reason and a way to pray. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Starting with verse 5. And he says, when you pray, don't be like hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues. My dad prayed silently. Okay, I never understood that. When God was in the process of restoring our relationship, because that's what happens when you're out of the will of the Father, uh, family relationships are destroyed. So God is bringing me back to the family, and I'd say, let's pray. And Dad says, I pray silently. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, awesome. But I found his prayer journal. He wrote everything down. So that was just a reminder to me, don't judge. You don't know. <laughs> so... So Jesus is talking about the people who love to hear themselves pray. He says, I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. 
when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. Okay, I'm a Gentile, but they didn't know. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven. We need to know who we're praying to. Okay? We're praying to our Father. Jesus is our Savior. Holy Spirit is our helper. When we begin our prayer... We want to thank him. He is worthy of our praise. We want to begin our prayer time with worship and adoration. Praise opens the gates of heaven. Ask for God's will to be done in your life. That was kind of like what um, Carrie was saying today. You know, sometimes we have to repent. You know, sometimes we just have to get real. And ask the Lord, you know, we want your will, and we need him to show us sometimes when we're out of his will. Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane demonstrated his willingness to lay down his life in obedience to his Father's will. Say what you need. We have not because we ask not. You know, God cares about the little things. He really does. The things that are important to us, he cares about that. In Jesus' time, bread was a big deal. He did not hesitate to ask God for that need to be met. We often hesitate to ask God for the little things. Ask for forgiveness. Let's go to James. Are we in James 5.16? Let's go there. Forgiveness is for us not the ones who have wronged us. Forgiveness is for us. It heals our hearts. And it allows uh, our communion with the Lord to be open. So James, where are you, James? Okay, James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Our prayers are powerful because we're righteous, because of what Jesus did. John 17 is probably one of the most powerful prayers Jesus prayed. He prayed for his disciples because they really didn't understand what was getting ready to happen. I mean, Jesus had told them, you know, the Son of Man is going to be killed, and, you know, he's going to die and be raised again. But they really didn't understand what he was saying. So let's go to John 17, 13 through 21. This is a very powerful prayer. through 21. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word. And the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. We don't belong to the world, by the way. 
just as I do. I don't belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. That's us. You know, they didn't realize that Jesus was starting a new church. He was getting rid of tradition and religion. He was starting a new church. I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. They pray, he prayed that for the disciples. And then the Acts church happened. I thought it was interesting uh, after Jesus died. And you can imagine, you know, the disciples had watched Jesus do miraculous things. And to see him being whipped, beaten, and hung on the cross, I know that they were just wondering, what happened? You know, why couldn't he just tell him to stop or get off the cross? He had the power to do that. And then they went and hid because, you know, what was going to happen to them? And then Jesus showed up. And he hung out with them for 40 days before he went back to heaven. And you know, he's giving them the blueprint of their purpose and I just think that's so incredible. I was thinking he was in the wilderness for 40 days. He was on the earth for 40 days before he was ascended. There's a lot about the number 40. And then he ascended. He gave them the mission. And let's go to Acts 1, 6 through 10. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That was their mission. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. They had their mission. Before I go any further, I did want to talk about how we pray today. Faith is the key to answered prayer. You've got to believe. 
for all of you who are saved, and I'm assuming everybody's saved in here, maybe not. I won't ask you to let me know whether you are or not. But the prayer of salvation was received by faith. You have to believe. Hebrews is the faith chapter. And, you know, as I'm going through this study, I'm asking the Lord, I said, what about the Old Testament guys? You know, they had a relationship with you. How did that happen? Moses, Abraham, David, you know, they weren't believers. They hadn't been filled with the Holy Spirit. It was faith. Faith that opened the door for them. I love Hebrews. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 2. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed him his gifts. It was by faith that Enoch was taken to heaven without dying. I'm kind of going through these verses. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. All these people died, still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. Faith. Faith will get your prayers answered. So, why is prayer necessary? We want a relationship with the Lord. We want to know Him. We want a fellowship with Him. God is all-knowing. He's sovereign. He knows the beginning and the end. God chose from the time of creation to work on earth through humans. He's using us. He wants us. He told us to take dominion over this earth. He gave us the responsibility to subdue the earth. He wants to use us. Though God is sovereign and all-powerful, Scripture clearly tells us that he limited himself concerning the affairs of the earth to work through human beings. So when we pray, there's so many ways to pray. And I know some people... They feel inadequate. You know, I don't know how to pray, you know. I love David. Okay, Psalms. If you want to know how to pray, just look at Psalms. I mean, David was just, you know, why, why are they treating me this way? You know, what's going on? But always at the end of his prayer, he'd go, but I love you and I trust you. Let's go to Psalms. And these are just a couple of uh, verses, but, you know, if you really want to know how to pray, you really want, if you're going through something uh, and you want to know how to pray, Psalms is the way to go because 
David just really, he was a man after God's heart. And I truly believe because he was so authentic and he truly loved God. Psalms 13, oh, verse 1 through 6. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle? How many of I go through that? How many of you go through that? I mean, we've been going through something and we're like, you know, I'm trusting you, I'm speaking the word. Why do I keep going through this? How long must I struggle with my anguish in my soul? What with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Do you feel like the enemy has the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. David has had experiences with God. He knows who God is. Psalms 4. One through six. Answer me when I call to you, O God who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make me groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace, I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. God is faithful. So prayer. You know, for me to be in prayer, I never really thought that was going to be my assignment. When I came to Trinity Church, um, and I told people I'd been in church my whole life, they're like, really? Could have fooled me. I didn't know anything. But God had a plan for me to be here. That's my mentor over there, Bonnie. I was more afraid of her than God. She just had a knack to know when something was up. We didn't have cell phones back in the day, okay? That gives you kind of an idea of what's going on. No cell phones. We had the answering machine. And she was so sneaky calling me at 1130 to see if I'd pick up the phone. She wanted to know where I was. And that is so important, having mentors in the family of faith. The Bible says that God said it's not good for man to be alone. It's not just about being married. It's about having fellowship. It's about having family. And that's really, I was with a lot of godly women and I needed that. I needed that fellowship and that example. 
and we would pray. I mean, we would pray. We would get together on a Friday night and pray. I want to encourage all of you to be at prayer 930. It's important. The power of prayer. The prayer of agreement has much power. And we prayed. And it really changed my life. It really changed my life. So as we're talking about prayer, prayer is a partnership. And the Lord's Prayer I wanted to go over um, praying with a friend. There is power in agreement, and we pray the word. God is watching over his word to perform it. I can see him up in the throne going, oh, I hear my word. I'm going to have to perform it. That's why it's so important to know the word, because there's power in the word. Even Jesus, when he was in the wilderness, you know, he had the power to just knock Satan out, okay? Just, you know, get out of my face. He prayed the word. He told Satan, it is written. Even Jesus spoke the word. Even though he had divine authority, he spoke the word. And I want to encourage you to memorize scripture so you know the word. And it's so easy. We have our little phones now. Back in the day, we had our Bibles. We had like Bible purses, okay? We'd put our Bible, our notebook, and our pens, and you know, you wanted to have a nice one too, leather. I would be carrying those things around like, look at me, I've got my Bible bag, I've got like three Bibles and all my notes. But now we've got everything right here. The concordance, that weighed 100 pounds, okay? What was the concordance? Does anyone know the big one? Yeah, it was huge. Who could carry that? It's on our phone. We've got everything. So, prayer. Prayer. And then Paul. Paul prayed for the church in prison. Paul went through all kinds of stuff. But he knew his mission. And we've got a mission. To preach the gospel. Not only that, when Jesus rose from the grave, he went down to hell and got the keys of the kingdom. He restored back everything Satan took from Adam. We have the same power and authority. We can walk in miracles. We can do everything. Everything that he did. He's not expecting us to just go out and go, Hey, uh, you're sick, I'm sorry. No. He wants us to lay hands on the sick. And they'll recover. He wants us to do the same thing. I'm thankful for Trinity. I really am. It changed my life because of the word. Because of truth. Because of prayer. Because I was loved. Even when I wasn't doing right. I'll never forget the day, and this is one of my testimonies. I was struggling. I really was. You know, I was believing God for my marriage. You know, God was going to fix it. 
You know, I thought when you get married in church, Jesus waves his wand over the marriage and everything's fine. No, it is not. And I had been praying and praying and praying, and he left me. And I just was devastated. You know, I prayed. And, you know, when you're a young Christian, the first thing you want to do is go back to what you know. That's the world. I tried. I did try. I love dancing. You know, I love going and dancing, drinking. I liked it. And God, it was so loving. Because I knew it was wrong. And I'd say, God, I know I shouldn't go. But I'm going. So nobody would ask me to dance. Okay? Sitting there. I was looking good. You know, I was cute. No one was even looking at me. I would drink. I wouldn't even get a buzz. Okay? God, in his love and mercy and grace, he knew I loved him. See, he he looks at our heart. He knew I loved him. And in his mercy, he protected me. And I just realized, you know what? This This isn't even worth it. I mean, once you've tasted God's glory, how can you go back? You know, it's like having Darnell's, what's that, fruitcake? How can you go back to Pepperidge Farm? You know, you just can't. And I was, I don't know if you remember the House of Chi. Does anyone remember the House of Chi? It was a little Chinese place right by where I worked. And after work, I'd sneak over there and have me a drink and a cigarette. It was like a little bar. That's back in the day when you could smoke, okay, in a restaurant. You could smoke everywhere. So I'm sitting there, cigarette. Here comes all of Trinity Church. (laughs) I've got Pastor Marilyn, Pastor Howard. I have the worship leaders. I have a children's church, probably about 50 people. It was somebody's birthday. And I'm just like, uh, hi. Like, how can I say this isn't my drink? It's in my hand. This isn't my cigarette. It's in my face. And I was just like, oh. And they came over and hugged me and invited me to join them. I was in altar ministry. I I was sure that was over. They never said a word. And the next day, because the devil was beating me up. But I knew I had to go to church. And God used me to minister to someone. They never sat me down. That's love. I knew I was in the right place. Jesus is love. It's not conditional. God's love is not conditional. I want to encourage you today. For those of you that are believing for family members, you've kind of lost your faith. It seems like they get worse when you pray for them. Keep praying. 
don't stop. Their lives are depending on it. My mom used to tell me, she says, God would wake her up at 3 in the morning. Little did she know what I was doing at 3 in the morning. But if she wouldn't have prayed, I don't even know where I'd be. It really was a matter of life and death, her prayers. If you're feeling discouraged, I want to encourage you to come up here and get renewed again regarding the mission. And a lot of times the mission is just going to be prayer. You know, we've done everything. We've lived the example. We've told them. Our mission sometimes is just prayer. Pray without ceasing. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, today's your day. You really, being filled with the Holy Spirit really helped me a lot because sometimes you don't know how to pray, so you just don't pray. But when you pray in the Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit praying for you. And I received so much more revelation and, and understanding. Being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is vital. And if you just need someone to pray with you for anything, I just want to encourage you. Let's pray. Let's get the will of the Father. Let's see things accomplished. We live in exciting times. God is moving. Revival is now. And he's doing such a work here. He really is. So worship team, if you want to come up. Prayer team. Prayer. Do you guys remember that commercial? First meat, and it, it was a, always huge steaks being cooked, and they'd say, it's what's for dinner. Does anyone remember that, or is that just me? Yeah, what's for dinner? Well, prayer. <laughs> prayer. That's for dinner, and morning, and evening, and supper, and everything else. Prayer. I'll let them decide what they're going to do. So it's an honor for me to be here. It really is. Uh, for me to be up here. Um, when I was lost, I never would have dreamed of doing this. I never would have dreamed of being involved in church and living a life of hope and purity. That just was never anything I thought about. But here I am. Here you are. And nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. I always encourage mothers and fathers who are praying for their children, if I can come back, they can. Well, I don't know how to turn this off.
We know that some of you may need to leave, and if, if that's the case, that's totally okay. Some are still being prayed for and receiving, and if you would like to receive prayer, the prayer partners will be here. But this is our official dismissal. Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for being here. How many of you guys really received a word this morning about prayer? I know I did. Well, listen, we will see you this Wednesday at House Groups, um, but I want to challenge you to go love God, love people, and lead well. You guys are dismissed.